Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. Although at this point, we're just kind of a multiverse podcast or something. But uh, we talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this week is very special because there's a new movie to talk about. And that is James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the last of at least his trilogy of Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Some have this whole, I, I, I guess like a, this trilogy is like high on their list. Guardians, a breath of fresh air to the MCU. Oh, so long ago. This episode really focuses ro- on Rocket Raccoon and um, where the Guardians are after the events of Endgame. Incredible movie. Uh, well, we're going to talk about it yeah, but, uh, but before we do it. This will be spoiler free for the first part to listen to our spoiler full first reactions. You'll have to go to patreon.com slash Delphin pod to listen and or watch that. And we'll also have a much longer episode with John and Drew. That's going to be coming out later on where we do a whole lot more talking on the movie. But my name is Emmanuel and we've got a guest. Brent. Welcome back to Countdown to Infinity. Hey, thanks for having me back. I feel like a, a fun like visitor of the Delphin Pod multiverse at this point. I'm just popping in. That's true. Kind of like you're a, like a you're like a less problematic Kang. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, uh, no. What's Getting a, right what's a better example? Think of anything. <laughs> Trying to think of anything. Uh, I can't. Who cameos a lot in the MCU? You're, you know what? You're like uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Ah, there we go. That's there good. You go. I like that. She's in things now. Like She's kind of the new Nick Fury. Yeah. So there you I'm go. The, I'm the, yeah, I'm the, the dangerous. Uh, God, what's her character's name? It's long. Valentina. Yeah, something. It's even. like four Fontaine. <laughs> I should, yeah, I should have this like written down. Because if you know anything about Julie Louis-Dreyfus, she'll probably win an Emmy for this role at some yes. point. Because she's. Always does it. Uh, Brent, where does Guardians of the Galaxy rank? Or not even a rank, but ha- what do you think of the James Gunn in the MCU and his movies? Uh, I love them. Sorry, I was distracted because I'm desperately trying to change my uh, s- my little screen surname to the oh, yeah. Julie Louis-Dreyfus of Countdown to Infinity. Uh, but I couldn't figure That's it out. That's a really long... Yeah, and, be- well, you typed in that, you typed that handle in and it was taken. Oh shit. Yeah. Someone else got it. Um, yeah, I, I love the guardians movies. Um, you know, like I think, and we were talking about this kind of last night after we saw the movie too, the, the first one was such a, it really felt like a cultural like moment, uh, where it was such an excellent movie and it was so surprising and kind of out of nowhere um and just every single thing about yeah. it just hit like does does it feel like nine years ago to you god that is just depressing. Like almost a decade. that is insane that it's that long <laughs> um but yeah i mean yeah i i remember seeing that movie i think i saw it three or four times in theaters because it was just yeah. like it, it was it really was one of those like um let's see because that was after the avengers and kind of like a similar mode to where we're at now where it's kind of like, hmm, what are what these are going to be beyond the Avengers? Like, seems like Thanos might be something that they're kind of cooking up. But but then mm. the Guardians came in and it was like, oh, my God, these can be just incredibly entertaining, like well-made standalone, mostly standalone that first movie, um, like 
movies. And uh, anytime, you know, uh, this is only the third time that James Gunn has, you know, uh, it's the third Guardians movie, but each one has been another like specific flavor of um, uh, of MCU movie, basically. Like uh, nobody does it like James Gunn. Like the you know the writing, the heart, the amount of heart, especially in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like there there aren't whether it's your cup of tea or like your preferred MCU kind of vibe. Um, I think you have to kind of agree that like. Uh, James Gunn, like the Guardians movies are specific and they're, they're, uh, they stand alone, you know? Um, so I love yeah. For sure. Guardians was one of the staple. And, and like I said early on, some people have this as their favorite, the first Guardians film as their favorite yeah. MCU it's movie, which me. I think I is, think yeah, yeah, I love it. It makes a ton of sense because it's a, it's a new and fresh voice in a movie that is an ensemble piece which is just generally pretty hard to, to pull off, but they've got such different characters all with backstories that seem to help each other. And the movie's funny, really, really silly. Uh, and in some moments really violent. And it's kind of the, it's kind of that, that James Gunn thing. Um, and there's also the giant behind the scenes story that is hard to ignore, which is James Gunn doing such great work with the Guardians franchise, getting fired in, I believe, like 2018 or something after volume two, leaving to make a DC Suicide Squad, coming back to make volume three, and then getting basically the the keys to the kingdom at Warner Brothers. He's now going to be the Feige for the DC studios. So all of that is like on the all part of the context of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, which we watched last mm. night, really late. Oh, it's a long yeah. movie. When did you get home, Brent? Uh, after like, one, definitely. After one, yeah. I, I got home morning, after like... one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, worth it. But what did you think? So again, spoiler free, yeah. what did you think of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Uh, you know, I uh, I loved it. Uh, I thought it was excellent. Um you know, like the more I sit with it too, uh, the more I think about it, um, you know, the more I appreciate different elements about it and, um, how fresh it feels. Um, especially in this kind of phase four of, uh, the MCU, which, um, I think a lot of people out there might agree has been kind of little all over the place, uh, in terms of like, um, the, you know, its aims, you know, what it's, what it's trying to do story wise and as well as execution. Uh, it truly feels, you know, uh, a, a similar kind of level to the way that the first one hit where it was such an invigorating kind of burst of like heart and, and fun and energy and like true, uh, passion for the, the characters in the story um, it just, it just hit me in that same way where like, um, I don't know, like the last few MCU movies that have come out, I've, uh, I've enjoyed definitely like to, to varying degrees. I've enjoyed all of them. Um, mm-hmm. but this, this is the one where I was like, man, I mean, MCU, you know, still has it when like the, the, you know, uh, you know, still has the ability to surprise me and to make me feel very strong emotions uh, that we'll talk about. And like, um, I, I was just, you know, 
I, I was expecting it to be good, but I think it even went above those expectations. Like I think it even sur- surprised me and surpassed surpassed that for me. Um, so yeah, I thought it was was excellent. I don't think it's like a, a perfect movie. There are like some just a couple of like kind of weird things. Um, and I'm struggling to even think of what they are now, but like, yeah, I think by and large, um, excellent, a great swan song for the, uh, that's what that is used for. Right. Swan song, like a send off. Yeah. Okay. You know, swans, they sing, they sing before right before they, they die. Well, they blow up. Okay. How yeah. They all, die. they all do. Every Everyone, swan does. Okay. Uh, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just a beautiful, uh, beautifully executed story. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that it's very, and I think I keep using this word in our text, but it's a very sticky movie because it's a complex movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the really good ones are pretty complex to where you're kind of, um, you know, there's things you can empathize with. There's things that you can definitely hate about characters, some that you even like mm-hmm. uh, sometimes in this movie. And it's to me just like peak James Gunn. Uh, being so good at writing and balancing multiple characters and motivations and backstories. It's a very efficient movie, even though it's got this long runtime, which shouldn't really scare too many people away because it's normal now, I think. Yeah, it's it's. And I think especially considering Marvel movies, it's not, it doesn't really drag that often, but that's, I think on purpose. And there is this, like I enjoyed how, he kind of crafted everything to have kind of this like urgency and engine. Something happens early on in the movie, but the movie is driving towards something and everything and all of the, you know, the flashbacks and all of the conversations have kind of this, uh, it's, it's, it's on a, you know, train running down the station. So everything is like almost happening uh, alongside that, which I like. And it's sort of, I think one of the things that makes this movie feel so energetic and new Apart from what I also think is like some of the best camera work he's done ever. Yeah, but yeah. It's it's got kind of the there's not a moment where there is a lot of like sitting and talking and not just exposition, but describing, you know, the placement and geography of stuff. That happens in this movie, because that happens in every MCU movie. Yeah. But it's almost on on the back burner to what is really going on. Um, but it is like a very surprising movie. I think, you know, James Gunn started out in trauma and I think you, and, and, and I mean, John and Drew, cause we all watched it together. We all got home after 1am cause we all lived together in a little hovel, <laughs> yeah, we'll but we all said like, there's so much trauma in this, <laughs> oh, yeah. like because of maybe even just the tendencies around the practical, kind of leaning on the, the, I don't even know what to say, how to describe it. If you've seen a trauma movie, you know that everything's about mutation. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and that and is baked not into the it DNA is. of what it's baked into the is. story. Yeah. It's baked into the people you meet. And it's really fun because you know, it's, it's practical. Um, yeah. and yeah, but I enjoyed it. So, so much fun while still being incredibly bittersweet. And like, I don't know, Brent, what there's a lot of Marvel movies that are dealing with death and trauma seems like a lot in this phase even yeah um, considering like you know wandavision wakanda forever even uh a black widow which was like so long ago it seems that but that one four? even deals was that the beginning of phase uh, four? i don't know what phase four is I it think. was post end game right, for right. sure but 
there's there's a lot of that going on, which is natural, I guess, right? Because Endgame sort of wipe people out, but this is like a personal thing for Gunn because his father and his his dog passed away, right. and I think it's almost cathartic for him. But um, you know, it still has that sense of heaviness that I'm that I sense in a lot of the stuff that's coming out. Yeah, um, and I ju- I just think like Gunn executes all that stuff like better than anyone else in the MCU, I think, because like, I don't know, because he does have those personal ties. Um, but I think like the biggest part is that, you know, he loves these characters. It's just so yeah. apparent like that um, in like every scene of the movie, how much he cares about the characters. Like you were saying that there isn't like a lot of talking about like locations and like plotty stuff. And there's not, but I, I do appreciate how much, um, communication there is in this movie that is like personal and emotional and Mm. about like what Mm. characters are feeling and like uh stuff like that that like if stuff like that is is even in more recent marvel movies it feels very tacked on it doesn't really feel like i think like you said like it doesn't really stick the same way that it does when gun's doing it because you know yeah. For him, this is his final Guardians movie. He's saying goodbye to these characters, um, you know? Uh, so I think that all of that kind of uh, gets mixed in uh, to this yeah. movie, and it, it makes it really effective. What did you think of, again, without spoiling anything, what did you think about the high evolutionary and uh, portrayed by Ch- Chikuri Uji from Peacemaker. And we, and we've seen him oh, in a bunch of other right. stuff too, but That's what do you, what do you right. think of the high evolutionary and, you know, his whole thing? I, I, it's, it's hard not to spoil, but his whole, I guess like just his aura. Yeah. I think uh, he's a, I think he's a very good villain. I think he's one yeah. of, if not probably easily the best, phase four villain uh the best mcu villain Mm. in a while um you yeah without spoiling like you talked about how the characters are like all multifaceted and have different like that's what makes good character writing i think is like one second you agree with the character and you're like yeah go man and then the next you're like oh what the fuck are you doing (laughs) like why are you doing this this villain without spoiling things kind of avoids Mm. all that. Uh, and is, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. A very effective villain for what gun is doing in the story. Um, definitely. And And he's a great actor. He's so good. And crazy to think. And of course this is partially source material, still a very new original thing that mixes into like, we were talking about that general kind of practical body horror, you know, uh, a mutation type of vibe that is throughout this movie, it kind of is because of this villain who just deals in that kind of world, yeah. which is cool because it's not so random. And we've seen in a lot of Marvel movies, incredibly random things. <laughs> um, I don't want to point anything out <laughs> to error specific movies, not even ones that released recently, <laughs> but it, this is like, everything is a complete piece and it makes sense that, yeah that joke from earlier or, or one of the funniest jokes in the movie that happens later on, it it makes sense that that exists in the world of this villain because that's his whole, right. That's his whole thing. Um, And then of course we have Adam Warlock who I, people 
it was hard to know who actually was doing a lot of the heavy lifting on like the antagonist side. Yeah. Um, but plays, you know, he, I think they execute him pretty well. He's a kind of a complicated yeah. guy. He's, yeah. He's he really, a lot. uh, yeah, he's, he's really great. And I think, uh, what, what's the actor's name again? Will Poulter. Will Poulter, uh, AKA Sid from toy story. Um, yeah. he's, he's great in this movie. Um, He's really had some standout stuff recently. Like he was in uh, Dope Sick and he was excellent yeah. in that too. Um, but yeah, what they do with his character too is uh, very interesting and cool and entertaining. Very entertaining. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up the spoiler free part mm-hmm. of this. So again, everyone, there's a spoiler full one on patreon.com slash dolphin pod. And then we've got a giant long episode coming out soon. That's probably going to push over an hour. What are your final spoiler free thoughts? Anything that you, any advice you'd give people watching this movie or advice? What, who gives advice before movies? <laughs> I do. <laughs> make sure movie to buy a ticket. Advice tic- giver. <laughs> hey, make sure to purchase a ticket make, and arrive on get time. Get the large bucket of popcorn because it's only 25 <laughs> cents more. What's the difference? You get a refill. Here's a little something. Try not to pee. Try to bring in mm-hmm. advice. Hashtag life hack. <laughs> yeah. Get a little baggy of spaghetti. Um, any any other like tantalizing stingers to kind of set people up before we get into some of the spoilery stuff? I think you should uh, maybe bring some tissues. Mm-hmm. Um, not not fun tissues. I'm talking I'm talking maybe some sad tissues. Um, yeah, it is a pretty damn heavy movie. I think James Gunn doesn't shy away from strong emotions and like, um, you know, uh, dark stuff. And I think, you know, this movie it's dialed pretty far up, uh, to the point that I was like, it is pretty fascinating. What, like I, I, I was trying to imagine what the conversations around rating it PG 13 were because it it pushes, it really pushes the envelope. I think in terms of, like visuals and even just thematic stuff. I was like, this gives me an even more fascinating understanding of the PG 13 rating, uh, because of the shit that flies in this movie. Um, that being said, it is still a guardians movie. It's very fun. It's very funny. Uh, great action. Uh, but yeah, it gets into some heavy stuff and just, you know, be prepared for that. I'm really trying to stay away from like any specific angle. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's, I, I agree. And it is, it's heavier than any of the other guardians movies, but you know, it's still going to be undercut with some great comedy and humor. You know, there's a lot of levity yeah. in it and some great jokes, like just some awesome sh- setup and jokes, Oh yeah, you know, stuff that is like next tier stuff that is just hilarious that happens yeah, in it. Yeah. But I also think you're going to be satisfied. I think it's hard to land the plane. Oh yeah. Definitely. And this is, this is us saying James Gunn lands he the plane. <laughs> you know, the Guardians franchise. I'm not even is talking about a, good... a solely 155 souls water landing. I'm talking I'm wow. talking he lands he lands it at the airport. Brings it in, wow. brings it in hot. Yeah. Lands that baby yeah. smooth. It's a great He ending. basically does what Sully couldn't yes. do, which is land the plane on a on runway. A runway. Couldn't do it. 